Welcome to the Embody Your Design podcast. I am your host, Amy May, 6'3 Emotional Manifesting Generator. I am obsessed with human design and mindset tools and using them to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. My goal with this podcast is to bring you human design and share stories around how you too can begin to embody your human design. What is talked about in this podcast are the thoughts and opinions of me and my guests. I'm always welcome to feedback should you have any. Thank you for being here and let's dive in as we embody our human design one conversation at a time. All right. I am super excited about doing this. Ashley and I have, oh my gosh, we met two years ago, I think, in man, in the Manifestation Babe Academy or something. I don't remember. It was like in 2020, I think, or maybe 2021. I don't remember at this point. But yeah, we have worked together and I'm excited to have her on here because she is a 2-4 self-projected projector and this is a fun podcast episode because we're going to be doing, we're going to have a little chat and we're going to do a little human design reading. It's a little bit of both. So Ashley, do you want to just introduce yourself to anybody who is listening or watching today? Yeah. So my name is Ashley. I am a work at home mom with two toddlers. My oldest is three and my youngest is one. I am a director of marketing. So I do freelance marketing work as well as coaching. So it is, it's really fun to be able to utilize my human design for my business because there's so much of my design that I see coming through and just becoming more self-aware of my own energy. It's been a really fun journey and doing that with kids and not really being able to get that break that, that my design typically needs has been a very interesting piece to navigate. So it's always a fun, busy time here and no day, no two days are the same for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I always see that. I love like your little updates that you do, like with the home improvements that you guys do. And then I know you do marketing and then Yeah, like I said, we've, I think I did one of the first readings that you had when I was first started doing readings and that's how we connected and we've just stayed connected over this time. Um, Yeah, I always like to ask like, how has learning your human design like helped you manage your energy a little bit better? Yeah, it's been, it's helped tremendously. Once I really started to understand what it meant to be a projector and what that energy looked like, everything made sense in my life. When I'm getting unsolicited advice and seeing the reactions from the other side, the feelings of success that I get when somebody does ask me for my opinion, and then I see almost a light bulb go off for them of just how much that helped and just how much that piece of advice moved them through whatever it was that they were feeling. There doesn't need to be anything more than just words of affirmation and just that authentic thank you that just gives me energy back. So it's been very eye-opening and has helped me to navigate pretty much every situation in my life so much easier, or at least to be aware of what could be going on in the back end of things, whether it's a conversation or client work or like that business or personal. Yes. I love that. And just learning a little bit, like just helps you navigate those little like nuances a little bit better. And I know we've talked about this like a few times, but I always like to ask around like the authorities, like the, especially the more like rarer ones. So how, like, how do you work with when, with your authority, like that self 
projectedness part of you in terms of making decisions and living your life day to day? Yeah, so the self-projected piece has been the hardest for me to grasp. I think a lot of people, you, or at least I often hear that projectors struggle with waiting for the invitation. And that's, don't get me wrong, that has definitely been multiple conversations that we've had. What does that look like? How does that show up? But the self-projected piece has been an even deeper level of how does that really look like in my life? What does that really look like? How does that show up for me? And I think something that's just always felt really natural when it comes to making decisions without without being able to fully explain what it means to be self-projected is just when I'm weighing the different options that I have, just what feels most natural for the path that I would go down. And that probably doesn't make sense to really anyone else. If it doesn't feel like if I'm getting advice or if I'm looking at a situation and most people would go this way, but I just feel really strongly about going this other direction for what, for whatever reason, then that's the path that I would choose. That's the decision that I would go with because it doesn't feel like there would be as much resistance to it, or it just feels like it would be more in integrity with my values or my moral compass, I guess I should say, not to say that, that the other way would be immoral, but it just feels more aligned. If that makes sense. I, I love your hesitation. I don't think people will get this, but I, I'm listening and I'm like, <laughs> I love it. You know, your own words are perfect because what I've noticed is a lot of the times, like when you're teaching something in theory, a lot of the times it's different in practice and just, and that's why I love doing these interviews and these readings with people because getting it in your own words, like that's going to impact other people who maybe are interacting with self-projected projectors and maybe they don't know how to put it into words, what it is that, I don't know how they make decisions. And so I like that, like natural, this feels like natural to me. This feels like a natural for me to go on this path and where I'm going. And that's, that's incredible. Like I loved, I love the, that wording and that phrase that you use. So, so beautiful. And yeah, I think it's like really, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm glad that it was conveyed in a way that wasn't like, what is she talking about? But yeah, it's almost like when I'm presented with a question or a situation that there's just that clarity of Mm -hmm. what the right answer is for me. And there have definitely been times where I go back and forth and I've even asked you, how do I know that I'm making the right decision in this situation? But it's just, if I'm really, if I'm removing myself from the noise and I'm stepping away from everyone and I can just get quiet in my head, then it's just a knowing that this is the right answer, that this is what I should choose. And then if it doesn't end up working out that I know that I'm still going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And that's really like that because that's self-projected. It's you make a decision based on your identity, but it's what does that mean? And I know you've asked me that and I'm like, okay, play around with it. And I could just, I always bring it back to, okay, come back to you. Cause I can't make, I can't make that decision for you because I'm not you, but you really have this really strong connection with yourself. Like even looking at your chart, especially like your identity center is you have two channels that connect to your throat there. And the, in the middle here, that one eight, this is all about that creative expression, like know who you are, like you have this unique, like self-expression 
And you get to express that like through, there's that direct connection through to your throat. And so you get to like, put that out there. Like, you, you know who you are. You get to chew. It gets to just come out. And I almost see it a little bit. Like sometimes it's not even just how we express ourselves like in our physical bodies, but I almost see it a little bit with some of that like home renovating that you've been doing, like that design aspect, like that's another part of you that gets to come out. It's like, it's expressing yourself like through your home. You see it that way too, or is it just me? (laughs) Yeah, no, 100%. There have been a lot of conversations where I've had with people, especially around the home renovation piece where we're talking about why I chose like the cabinets that I did or the colors that I did. And I'm like, I look at these pictures that are very trendy and where there's very bold colors in it. They look so fun, but that's just not something that I can commit to. There's too much fear of Mm -hmm. going with an electric blue cabinet, even though it looks fantastic in that picture. I just don't know. It's just not me. Like I can't Mm -hmm. commit to that being my house. If I was in the if I was in the real estate business and I was doing flips, then I might go with that because that's fun to look at for 30 or 60 days or <clears throat> however long I'm doing that project. But I don't, it, yeah, it just doesn't feel like my environment. So it's a, it's a hard commit <laughs> to go bold. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I brought this up because it, yeah, it's, that's exactly what it is. It's like, it's not you and it's looking at it in the bigger picture and not just like that. Oh yeah, it might be okay for two, one to two months, but five years down the line, oh no, that's not me. And you have that really strong connection there and you get to express that and it gets to come out and like you get to be who you are. And sometimes when you think if we're being who we are and like bold, like we think it's got to be like the bold, like colors, it's got to be like actually bold, but really that's not it. It gets to be like, it's more being confident in what you like and how you like to express yourself. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I wanted to add about that is that it's, I used to feel like there was almost something wrong with me because I didn't, I wasn't that spontaneous person. I couldn't go do like, I would look, I would always look back at the end of the year or for new year's resolutions. And I would feel like I wasn't that person that went on three world trips and explored all these countries and did these really big, exciting things. And then I would feel like there was something wrong because I wasn't living that type of lifestyle when everybody else was. And then I realized through a lot of this human design learning and even some deconditioning, that's because that's not who I'm, who I am. Like I don't choose those decisions. I don't make those decisions throughout the year because that's not that's just not me and that's okay. And I'm not meant to be that other person. And so looking at all those trips thinking, wow, that looks really exhausting <laughs> because I probably would <laughs> be yeah. really exhausted if I did all of that in the year. <laughs> yeah. And so often like these things around our identity come up where we're judging ourselves, like, because, oh, I don't look like that person. And we, sometimes we see things And we think, oh, success looks this way. Success looks like being like a travel influencer. I know we, we've connected through Manifestation Babe and she, like her version of luxury is like world travel, first class and everything. But to other people that that's like exhausting and draining and no, that's not me. And it's okay to be both. And I think sometimes when, because because the people who whose identity is to put themselves out there and to 
be that influencer and have those things. That's all we see. And so we think that's what, who you need to be in order to be successful or in order to be like happy or whatever, but that's not really true. We get to, we get to be who we are, no matter what anybody else is doing. Like it's all individual. So I'm so glad you shared that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. And then the the other channel, I like, I'm like, Ooh, let's talk about channels because we've never talked about your channels before. The other channel that you have is up here, this 1156. This is the channel of curiosity. And this, like with this, like you're drawn to be like curious about different things. And I've seen this I've seen this with you, like with the questions that you ask and you have multiple passions, like you, you do marketing and you actually come up with these unique, unique ways for people to work with you. I I saw in your stories recently, or maybe it was a post, I can't remember, but about not doing like Zoom calls and nope, we're doing, we're doing like Voxer or like other forms of support because not everybody wants to be on a Zoom call. And I see this curiosity, like diving into like unique ways of, of working with people and exploring like different ways of running your business. And I just thought, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to share because you have these unique ideas and perspectives that not everyone is talking about online. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That one has taken me a long time to get to there. It really wasn't up until recently that I realized that I was allowed to do that. That might sound, it sounds really weird coming out, but when I'm creating a program or when I'm creating an offer, it's really easy for me to fall into the same structure that I've seen everybody else doing because they've shown the proven results that they've gotten. This seems to be what people are attracted to this when you're looking at it on paper, yeah, it makes sense that you have a set amount of Zoom calls. You have a set amount of support. It's, you get a set amount of access that makes sense. But then as, even as a consumer, I'm like, wait, like I don't fit into this box. Yeah. It makes sense. And I get that you still need a certain level of support to get that transformation. What about everybody else? (laughs) And so then it wasn't until I really experienced this specific struggle that I my eyes started to open up almost that it didn't have to look that way. And just because nobody else was talking about a program that wasn't structured around a Zoom call schedule doesn't mean that couldn't be successful because if I'm struggling with a problem, then there's probably a lot of other people that are on the same way. And I actually had a conversation with someone, she's not married and she doesn't have kids. So it's not like we have the exact same lifestyle or same struggles, but she said that she also doesn't, she said, I don't want to be tied to my desk with a bunch of calls. Like I really like that Voxer is the primary form of communication because I want to be free to be doing all of these other things. And I've got health appointments that I need to be going to. And so my time is filled with other obligations that, that still gives me that freedom and flexibility. And I was like, oh man, but yeah, it's not just a kid thing. No, it's not. And I've talked about, I, the reason why this got postponed by a few months is because I got like a full-time job. And so I can't, I don't have the time or capacity to to Zoom when I was only working part-time. And so it's nice to have Voxer be an option because, and I love Voxer because it's voice and texting, or you could do video, like you could send almost anything on there. It's a little clunky. It's not perfect, but yeah, when I'm at work, I can't do voice notes. I can listen, but I can't, I don't, 
I'm in like this big like open office space area I'm like no I'm not gonna be like so your human design like you're <laughs> yeah it's just I'm not quite comfortable I'm still the new girl and I'm not and I'm not going to be like on my break and do it, doing voice notes at my desk, but yeah, yeah. it's for anybody. And that's why mm-hmm. it's a really great idea. And like, you've inspired me to maybe create something without Zoom calls and for people who are looking for support in a way that works for everybody involved. I was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. she's got something going there. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Time zones are also a big barrier too. Somebody's in an Eastern time zone and I'm in Pacific. It can be hard for our schedules to line up because early morning for them is like, we're not even awake at five, six in the morning when it's a normal business hour on the other side of the country, that can be a solution to that too. Exactly. Yeah. I've had that too. And sometimes it works like uh, when I'm, I do a lot of Zooms at night now. And so my, the people mm. I've worked with in other countries are like, yeah, it's perfect. It's in the middle of the day. You're amazing. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> this is yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, you. Do, I love that unique idea. And I think more and more people are going to pick up on that trend and start doing it. Be like, yes, this is good. Let's do this. Yeah. And that, that kind of ties into this, the other channel here that you have the channel of the alpha, the 731. This is like a leadership channel, like alpha is like leader. I love it. And like you have a lot of leadership and influence. And I know we've talked about like the two, four profile before, like it's that like influencer type profile where like you have this natural talent and then people are drawn to you and it's, it's so good. And that ties in with this channel too. Like you do have this like leadership ability and leadership isn't necessarily about being super flashy or anything, but it's about being able to lead people and maybe taking that first step and, okay, I'm going to be the first to do this and other people are going to follow me. And it's what is like really helpful for the collective or for your community that's really what a true leader is like they're helping they're they're leading they're they care about the people that are following them and bringing them into something that's like really good and I really see that with some of the things that you are creating in in your marketing business and that you help people with their marketing so that they can be their own marketers. It's not necessarily, oh, you need me. I need to do every little thing for you, but you're really like leading them and teaching them to be able to do it for themselves too, but having your support. And I just love that. I thought I would share that little piece with you. Thank you. Oh, I really appreciate hearing that because it's, that's also something that I have, I feel like I've struggled with a lot Mm -hmm. with, there are certain like zones of genius, I guess you could say that I feel more comfortable stepping into that than others. But even when it comes to marketing and online business and work at home mom stuff, it's even, I can feel really strongly about my opinion and my thought process and what my, what the vision is that I can see through all of that. But it can be really scary to share that if that's not already something that has been generally accepted or has been talked about before. Deconditioning has been something that you and I have talked about is a hot topic for me right now. Something coming into my awareness of what that may look like for me. But I think that there has been a lot of 
messaging that I've heard, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard this, especially in an employee role, to not be the squeaky wheel, to not just sit down, do your work and move on and not bring those new ideas up, not to make things, if it's not a problem, don't make it a problem kind of thing when I'm, but there could be a better way. (laughs) This is more efficient and sharing those new ideas, especially, um, if they had, like I said, haven't been generally accepted before has been pretty scary. And that's why it took me so long to put that post out of saying zoom calls are really stressful when I'm home by myself with the kids. What are people going to think about me? And then everyone else is, no, I feel that too. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I feel when you said leadership, it's not just, to me, it's not just being in charge of something, but like you said, leading the collective and, and that type of thing is maybe a deconditioning thing that other projectors may need to look at as well. If they feel anxious or nervous or scared to share those ideas. Yeah. And you know, what I always say to people, no matter what their type is, but if you don't show up, if you don't be who you are, how are people going to know to invite you in? How are people going to know that you exist, that these things exist if you don't share it? Um, And this whole like waiting, I know that waiting for the invitation, it's like that, but it's really about one-on-one interactions with people. And if you are pounding, like if you go knock on like your neighbor's house, they don't know you're coming over and you're just pounding and like shouting at them. Of course, (laughs) they're not going to be happy that you're doing that. If you, if they like see you They see you walking towards the door and you're like, oh, like happy. And they like open the door and invite you in. Of course, it's going to be like a better interaction, like a conversation because they see you and they're inviting Mm -hmm. you in versus you like barging in. But you can, you can ring the doorbell also. Like even if they don't see you, you could ring the doorbell. They answer the door and they say, come on in. Beautiful. And that interaction is going to go so much better. It is like what I uh, share around like any sort of deconditioning is like the first step is like recognizing something's a little bit off here. And then, then it's about this can be done a different way. This can be Mm -hmm. different. And then it's choosing that new way and working through like working through like some of the beliefs or knowing why something feels like off. Like I know I'm trying to think of or something off the top of my head it used to feel like I couldn't share my feelings with certain people. And then it led to, then it led to me like having really bad emotional outbursts. And then I, re- so step one was recognized that, Oh, these emotional outbursts are bad. And then I was like, why are they happening? Oh, I'm not sharing my emotions with people. And then it helped to know why a little bit for me, but that next step, you don't even necessarily need to know why you could just begin to change and start really small. And you'll be like, okay, I'm going to start like sharing how I feel. Started with how I feel about books, how I feel about like TV shows and saying, I actually didn't like something when I, everybody's, everybody else likes it. And I'm just like, nope, not for me. It's really small if you think about it. But the more I did that, the more I got comfortable sharing like in deeper relationships where no, this behavior isn't acceptable to me. If you, if somebody doesn't, like if somebody doesn't get back to me within a day, that's not acceptable to me anymore. And I could say that, be like, this is an acceptable to me. And if you're not going to communicate, peace out, bye. And (laughs) 
that's been like some deconditioning that I have had to go through. I know it's not necessarily, it's like with that's within from my like emotional and also just my energetic boundaries and who I am. Like I'm the kind of person who values herself to be like communicated with properly and that I'm going to communicate with someone in a healthy way. And so like some of that deconditioning, like sometimes you make it to be like so huge and this, oh my gosh, I got to fix everything. But just start by recognizing like what's going on, what doesn't feel quite correct. And Mm -hmm. it's like the not self themes within your chart. That can be a really great way to start. And then just moving on, like moving on from there and knowing, okay, this is how the energy is to flow. And so what can I do to make that happen? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everything that you just said was like, I feel like perfect for the way that I try to think about my interactions with people mm-hmm. because there are often times where you know as a projector I'm not necessarily getting like a direct invitation to give advice or answer a question or to help with something I still need to be proactive with life things mm-hmm. and in business so it's really even about in personal relationships taking that first step and then evaluating that response and then it's up to me to decide what type of energy then I'm going to continue giving Mm-hmm. from that. And like you said, it's like that boundary of, okay, I'm, there's that resistance. There's a little bit of pushback. Okay. I'm out. There's, this isn't going to work for me either big picture with this specific relationship or just this conversation yeah. uh, and knowing that I have the authority to walk away from that rather than feeling like I need to make them see my side of things. Which <laughs> Yeah, it's something that I struggle with a lot. <laughs> that is that not self of the defined Ashna, like wanting people to see, like you see things a specific way and wanting people to see it your way. And sometimes <laughs> it's just, oh, I have to do this a lot. I've got that defined Ashna, but it's almost like I just, I recognize, okay, they have a different opinion. I have to let this go. And I used to try to force myself to try to see it their way, but it started giving me headaches. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, it's enough. It's enough to recognize that they see it differently and then I can let it go. Mm. And it's almost like I can just say the words. I don't need to see the picture. I don't need to see it their way, but I need to acknowledge that they have a different perspective. And that's what I ask people to do for me too. When, when I'm around other defined Ashna's and we're not disagreeing, I was like, can we, uh, can you agree that I see this way? And I agree that you see this way and these are not going to mesh. And can we just acknowledge this and move on? Because it's not going to matter five years down the line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. Because it's, yeah, I think for me, it's really important to understand why somebody sees things a certain way or why somebody thinks about things a certain way. And I feel like I can fairly easily see things from the other side. And then it's really important for me that they see it from my side too that there's Mm -hmm. that like equal level of understanding. So it's really, it's, I would say it's eye-opening to hear you explain it that way, that there are times that it's just not possible for whatever reason and to just accept it and let it, let that be it. Yeah. That's helped me so much because I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) 
I can't. Yeah. Especially with like little disagreements in, in some of my like deeper relationships. It's just, wait a minute, do I really need to know this perspective? No, I really don't. Um, and yes, marriage advice just, for me. Yes. <laughs> my husband's a manifester. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So. And that's so, yeah. And that's gotta be, I love it when like different human design types are, mar- are married. I love hearing about like how people deal with that in their relationships. It's, oh, how do you deal with that dynamic, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there have been some interesting conversations that we've had, especially around like career and, um, and things like that, that he's currently working through. And it's like, oh, but can you just see it the way that I'm saying it? <laughs> you yeah. Understand what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 With the manifester, it's like you guys both, it's almost not anybody has sustainable generator energy, but there's definitely, whereas you, it's like the, like the tortoise. I don't like like, it's like slow and steady. I like that. It's like the straight line. Whereas like a manifester is mm-hmm. like, Ew. and then, okay, let's rest. And then pew, like short little bursts of energy and yeah. then wanting to rest and uh, yeah. And then wanting to maybe pursue like new things and change the career every so often. Whereas you're just like, okay, oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause that catches me off guard every time. <laughs> when those bursts of energy come in for, or like that, like renewed excitement or motivation Mm -hmm. to, to do that change. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not what we've been doing. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't the path that we were just on. (laughs) Yeah. But you can work through anything like with open conversation. And now that you understand that a little bit more, it's like, yeah, it's unexpected, but expected. It's like, I'm, I'm surprised that this happening, but also not surprised. Like, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When I can, when I'm able to like take a step back and look at it from that like bird's eye view of what's actually going on, it's okay. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah, when that first happens, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You have any questions or anything about your chart that you would like my little human design eyes on? (laughs) Yeah. I think if we could talk about deconditioning things, that would be good. So anything that I would be more prone to having that conditioning and what that could look like, I guess, in the specific area or the, at the center, I'll let you decide which one you're most drawn to. Yeah. What I'm seeing, like looking at your chart, cause it's been a while since I've like deeply looked at your chart. I see you have a completely open ego center and also a completely open spleen. So those are some areas where you can be like really susceptible to conditioning. The ego that's specifically around willpower and and your desires and like knowing what it is that you want or maybe some signs of being out of alignment, like his being like overly competitive. I don't necessarily see that for you, but I could be wrong. Who knows? You could have, I'm not like deep in your grill side. You could have the secret competitive side that I have no idea about what could, so there can be some like unworthiness here around here and like conditioning to maybe like around owning your desires. Does that come up for you? a lot at all or yeah so it's I I experienced the first part of that a lot more when I was working in like in retail sales and then in office for my most recent Mm. nine to five job the competition thing was real if there were numbers tracked to anything I wanted to have 
the best numbers. <laughs> Sometimes it just didn't happen for whatever reason. And yeah, that was really hard for, for me to see other people getting that recognition, knowing that I put in just the same amount of effort or energy or even more, but it came so much easier to them, that result, or it appeared that was easier for them. So that was really hard. And then for owning my desires. Yeah. That's, that one is something that I'm currently working through because it's, it's almost like there's an underlying belief that if I have this desire and I achieve it, that it's going to be taking away from somebody else or it's somebody else isn't going to have that opportunity. It's like that pie in the sky thing. There's yeah. if one piece is gone, then that's less for other people to get. And so it's been interesting, especially when people ask like what my big goals are or what I'm currently working towards. There's almost a hesitation of, Ooh, should I like actually tell them like all of the details of this and show how excited I am? Or should I tone it down a little bit and just leave it a little more vague? You know yeah. I mean? And that's when it's so deconditioning that it's okay. I recognize, I hold this belief that if I have a desire, like if I get what I want, I'm taking away from somebody else. And you're like, and you already have that recognition, like this isn't ultimately true. Mm -hmm. And, and so working with this, so working with deconditioning, with my share this with the defined ashtas, like the more evidence that you can give yourself of why it's not ultimately true, then you can, that belief can be like knocked down. And then that's where, what I was saying before, like share, like starting small, like, okay, where does it feel comfortable for you to share all your desires? And no, being comfortable, like owning them and sharing them. And because I think that's what you said, like the, if, Ooh, I feel like I'm taking from people. If I share what I want, like, where can you begin to share where it gets comfortable? Maybe it is on, on, on your, on your social media. Hey guys, this is my five-year goal for, at least for me, it felt more comfortable to share it with uh, in the internet, like typing it and hitting an approve or post button or whatever it is that it was to share it with like a partner or mm. my family or my best friend, like having it be, it would, it's at least for me, it's easier to share with strangers than it is with people that I'm really close with and get like getting yourself comfortable, like sharing it in like a way that feels comfortable. And then when it comes to, and then you're used to it, you're used to saying it, you're used to having the desires come out and then when it comes to that like interaction where you used to feel uncomfortable, it just flows out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that would be a good practice. And even just to kind of sit with it myself too, mm -hmm. and just really feel into what that desire is, because it, I feel like there's a lot of things that end up be, becoming connected to that desire, right? Mm -hmm. It's like broken down to, if it's a, tied to a financial goal, then it's making sales. And then the fear of, well, what if it feeling like when they pay that invoice that I'm taking from them, taking that money from them rather than coming at it from the mindset and the belief of it's an exchange of value, right? So they're paying the invoice or they're, they're paying for a service in exchange. I'm giving them expertise or a done for you service or helping them move through this other thing that it's not just 
now they're less money. Now they have something else in exchange, if that makes sense. So it's almost like a fear of being greedy versus and like having that true value for what's being charged. You pay other people for things. Do you feel that way about when you're paying other people? Like that that the other person's being greedy. And let's say about taxes. <laughs> okay. No, when I'm like making an investment in somebody else or hiring somebody, no, I'm really excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to work with you or to get this thing. So yeah. It's so that's it's, likely but, what other people are feeling when they pay you. Because yeah, I yeah. know like we we've had conversations. Like you're not the kind of person who's you gotta buy from me. You're not <laughs> convincing people. You're not Pushing like into- you need to make this. You're like you're not doing it. I yeah, I've had the conversation with you. That's just not yeah. who you are. <laughs> and so when people are coming, like just imagine them coming from a place where that of how you're paying other people. See it from like that perspective. Get into that mindset whenever you receive money. Oh my gosh, yes, I get to help them. And they're so excited to be paying me. And yeah, yeah. It's like, I just, I feel like I have to like consciously remind myself of that and to flip that script. Like it just isn't, you know, maybe it's from like investments that I've made in the past that didn't pan out or that I felt like I was taken advantage of in that sale for whatever reason. But yeah, it's just like, it's been a, the belief of money being an energy and it's just mm-hmm. part of that, that value exchange has been a harder one for me to fully adopt and embody just almost on like autopilot. And that's okay. Keep up, keep on doing it. Keep on reminding. There's so I obviously, hi, I'm a plus size person. I've been struggling with I don't want to say that I've been in a bigger body, like my entire life, like pretty much I was a skinny child and then puberty hit and (laughs) all hell broke loose. But even to this day, there are times I still, it took me a long time to learn to love my body. And there's still days and there's still moments where I still have to remind myself, like I still have, like the stuff doesn't necessarily like completely always go away. And I think sometimes we think that it goes away completely, but it really, it doesn't necessarily. And there's nothing wrong with it's the biggest thing is recognizing when these feelings come up and then changing them. Like you're recognizing and you're able to change. Yeah. It may not be always be on autopilot, but that's okay. Like that, that's, that's perfectly fine. And so just giving yourself that permission, like almost take a load off. It's okay. I'm reminding myself that this, how I'm receiving, okay. Ooh, my initial reaction was a little icky, but the more I change, the more I flip the script, the more natural it will become. And once in a while, yeah, it might feel icky, but I get to flip the script. It's not permanent. Like our, it's not really about how we feel every second of every day. Like it's not about policing our thoughts because there's some like toxic, like we're not here to be positive all the time. Like we're here to experience the full range of emotions around things, but we get to respond. We get to choose our response to things, to see it in a positive way or to like dwell on 
the negativity. Just keep on flipping that script. It's okay. Give yourself like really some of that, like maybe guilt or whatever it is, like pressure around needing it to be perfect because life isn't perfect. (laughs) We all know that. Yeah. 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 That's, I'm glad that you explained it that way because as you were talking, I realized that a lot of those those thoughts and feelings would come up more so when the rest of my energy didn't feel like it was in alignment. Like I was, there was something else that I was working through, or there was just a general feeling otherwise of kind of like full moon energy where you just kind of, I'm like tired and I'm drained and everything just feels like so much harder. (laughs) That's when a lot of that would, it would come up. Not when I'm feeling like I'm really in that signature feeling of success when everything feels like it's flowing and with ease and everything else, then it's, I can feel into, yes, I, I truly feel good about this price or this desire or this decision, because I know how much value there is and how much commitment there will be on the other end or how much good it's going to be doing for everyone. Everyone's going to benefit, not just me. Yeah. When this happens. So that's very interesting to think about. I'm going to have to pay attention to that more during this next moon cycle and see if it is like a specific like week or something that it's more prominent. Yeah. Yeah. Pay attention now. I get, excuse me. It's like the eclipse season now. So it could be a lot of things coming up. So pay mm-hmm. attention right around now. <laughs> see, I'm not an astrology expert. I have a friend who gives me all these things. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I pay attention a little bit, but I know it's eclipse season. So there can be a lot of things like coming up around like releasing Mm -hmm. and the veil is really thin today. I don't know. So some things may be Mm. coming up and everything. So just really, yeah, pay attention now, but oh yeah. Pay attention to the moons and all that too. But yeah, eclipse season. That's all I know. Oh my gosh. This has been so, so good. I want to honor your time and everything for how I usually end with the interviews is if people want to reach you online, how can they get in touch with you? I am most active on Instagram. I don't use my personal Facebook page as for business typically, but if you want to, if you find me on there, pretty much every social media channel is just my first and last name, Ashley Drager. Um, but yeah, feel free to send me a message. I check the message request if it's on Facebook fairly regularly. So if that's where you hang out, we can meet there. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I haven't done this. Like, where can people reach you in a while? I was like, how do I even say this? (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this. I will have, I will link all of Ashley's information in the show notes also. Yeah. And like I said, if you, I love answering questions to send that over. It makes me very happy to get them. (laughs) So. I Thanks appreciate for it. listening yeah. to today's episode. Want to dive even deeper? You can book your own reading and choose to be featured on the podcast. How awesome would that be? By going to my website, www.theamymay.com slash sessions. <laughs> and if you can't get enough of human design, follow me on Instagram and or YouTube at Manny underscore Jen underscore in underscore the underscore wild and catch my human design videos. Thank you again for listening and catch you in the next episode.